hey, it's Aaron. We've been doing the dispatch for a minute now, and we would love to hear from you. So let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at Outline Dispatch, or hit me up directly at Aaron M. Edwards. That's two A's. You can also email me a Beyonce gif and just say hi. I'm Aaron at theoutline.com. Thanks. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Monday, February 12th, 2018. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today on the show, Joshua Topolsky connects to his childhood. I wrote it very quickly while drinking. And we met little Yachty. Oh, fuck! (laughs) I don't want to spoil it, so let's get right into it. Culture. Check, check. I thought, isn't Millennial Pink a thing? No, it's dead. Oh, shit. Oh, see, now you look cool. So you went to this event recently, Gabby, like last week? Yeah, I went to this Reebok Fashion Week event that was also like a little Yachty concert and like a styling session, which was really, I don't know, it was bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre. I wasn't cool enough to be there. Everybody was very cool, like very fashion. There were people wearing sunglasses indoors at night. And it was like, oh, this is an exclusive invite-only fashion week party. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Wait, you took notes? Yeah, on my phone. What were your notes like? I'll read them to you. Some quality quality journalism here. Lots of fashion people. Very PR-y. Two signature drinks. Reebok man named James got called Grasshopper. Quote, there was an important nexus between style, fashion, and culture. He said that like four times. Wow. Um... I know many faces in here, said the head of PR at Reebok to a room of, like, journalists, which I thought was weird. <laughs> the end. Those are all That was notes. beautiful. Thank you. It's a poem. So how was it when you actually met Lil Yachty? Outlet. Sorry? What outlet? The outline. Where with the outline? What media? The, the outline. outline. <laughs> yeah, they were all wearing SpongeBob headbands. They were eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch in the trailer. I wanted some, but like you can't ask them to give you cereal. All right, guys, so we're gonna go around and each outlet gets to ask a question, and we'll do it that way, and then do another round until we've hit like the seven minutes. This is less about fashion and more about music. Um, I heard you have something coming up with Takeoff. Um, that's the brother, you know, we're family. Quavo had a tape with Travis, and Offset did a tape with Twenty One, and man, I was like, you know. A lot of people don't give Take off the credit he deserves, you know, and I, I wanted that to be shown. So I was like, you know, Take, let's do it. You know, let's 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 make a tape. And so that's that. He was wearing a SpongeBob headband, so I asked him what his favorite episode of SpongeBob was. Which what was it? The one with the worm, Wormy, the song. Damn, what the fuck was the song? Yeah, that one or the episode when they did the band, when it was like, um, when Spongebob was playing the drums and it was like the Super Bowl, and they were like, um, um, fuck! <laughs> it's like the episode's playing in my head, but I can't think of the song. And the song is like Sweet Sweet Victory. Yes. Yes. And the sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Yes. And the sweet. Back to Spongebob really quickly. Um, 
If you had to make a song based on the F is for friends who do stuff together, U is for you and me song, could you do it? Of course. Okay. Can we hear it? Wait, right now? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had time to write it, I would do it. It would be very dope. I believe it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, you know, we're all about access here. We at love the outline. access journalism. We love access journalism. We love getting in the room where it happens. <laughs> so, you know, this was a really nice insight to, to a world that we don't really get to see a lot. I should have gone to the after party. You really should have. I know. It was, it was late. I had work in the morning. Like, what if I had slept through the morning meeting? Next time someone lets you in, we need to go all the way. You're right. There may be just like, like, oh, now somebody's taking my picture. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, so anyway, my picture is getting taken. I'm supposed to ignore it. Uh, I'm talking to James yeah. about my picture. Yeah. Uh, I want to die. Okay. Now they're gone. Yeah. yeah. That was rough. Oh. <laughs> The future. I wrote it very quickly while drinking. So what were you doing when you came across this tweet? It was, must have been late at night. Uh, and somebody I follow, I guess, retweeted it. And I don't, at this point, don't remember who that was. But I saw this image pop up in my feed. And it was like a PC, an old PC on a desk with like some po- like a back to the future poster in the background and some games and stuff stacked up next to it and like an old boom box like which looked just like a boom box my brother had that we I think we bought at Sears and um, I opened the picture and I was at first I was like oh this is a photograph but then I realized it was a render it was like somebody had rendered the scene that just looked like a very mundane desk and then I read the tweet and the guy's like I rendered this in 2010 um, this is like a scene from my childhood in 1991 and it just like was to me fast just fascinating to look at because it was it felt really familiar to me like all of the things in the scene the setting the way the stuff was arranged on the desk the mouse it just felt like I've been there because it looked like my desk when I was a kid when I was younger and I had I was playing on my PC but it was obviously you know one not a photo and two uh, some guy in Germany had rendered it based on like a memory, and it was just like I, I say, I like I favorited it, and I don't favor that many tweets. And I kept looking at it, like I kept coming back to my favorites and looking at it. Why did you feel so particularly connected? Aside from like, oh, it looks familiar. I'm not a nostalgic person. I don't look back very often. But when I saw this, it me- immediately made me think of and made me very nostalgic for this time in my life when I really started to understand and learn what computers could do. And it was the, really was the dawn of like the personal computing era. I mean, the, the, the computer that I had was one of the first of its kind that IBM, when they were making computers, that they had produced for a consumer market. And so I was a kid who had gone from playing video games to messing around with some computers that were kind of like not that capable and frankly at the time that we bought them, I fell in love. Like, I think as I fell in love with, I knew computers were going to be a thing for me that was like, that was going to be the central thing in my life.
Before I was a journalist, I made music. I only made music because I started tinkering around with making music on a computer. I mean, I didn't. Te- I mean, I could play drums, but I didn't technically know how to play an instrument. And computers let me make music, make symphonies, and that. And when I started writing, it was all because I was obsessed with gadgets and technology, and and was obsessed with with the kind of concept of talking about and thinking about them. So I think for me personally, I looked at that moment and was like, oh yeah, this was kind of the spark. This reminds me of that spark. But I think also when I think when I look back now, knowing what I know and understanding the history of of the development of technology, it's also like, oh, this was the moment where it happened for a lot of people. And that guy was basically saying, the artist whose name I believe is Daniel Carner. I think he was saying, this is my moment too, in a way. I felt like this deep connection to that. And 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 the weird thing about it and the amazing thing about it and the thing that like, you know, we're so depressed all the time about the internet and what's going on and it feels so nasty and hateful and ugly. But there's every once in a while, there's a moment where you're like, oh, this person who I've never met before, who I don't know anything about, somehow made this connection for me and with me across the strangest set of circumstances. Like on Twitter, he rendered this picture, he put it on here, like I'm a random person over on this side, he's a random person on that side. And somehow like we have a point of connection that we never would have been able to find any other way. And then you're like, oh wait, the internet actually can be awesome. It felt actually, I think for a moment when I looked at the picture and looked back at it, the way the internet should feel and I want it to feel for me, which is like a place where serendipitous amazing things happen that give me like intense like love and delight that was perfect (laughs) was it yeah that was absolutely perfect turns out i have a lot to say about that picture (laughs) (laughs) that was joshua topolsky our ceo and editor-in-chief and james t green director of audio here at the outline Today you heard from Joshua Topolsky and Gabby Duvalier. If you want to read more stories, head to theoutline.com. We're produced by James T. Green. Hope you have a great Monday. Show those little punks who's boss. I'm Aaron Edwards. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>